Hello and welcome to episode 480 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. It is my pleasure to be with you this morning. My name is Terrence M. Stanton. We are recording on Saturday, March 25th, 2023, in the year of our Lord Jesus Christ, a blessed feast of the Annunciation to one and all. Let us begin with the Saturday prayer to the Most Blessed Virgin Mary to obtain her patronage by the great St. Alphonsus Liguri. My most holy mother, I see the graces which thou hast obtained for me, and I see the ingratitude of which I have been guilty towards thee. An ungrateful soul is no longer worthy of favors, but I will not on this account distrust thy mercy which is greater than my ingratitude. O my great advocate, pity me. Thou dispenses all the graces which God grants to us miserable creatures. And for this purpose, he has made thee so powerful, so rich, and so benign. He has done so that thou mightest succor us in our miseries. Ah, mother of mercy, leave me not in my poverty. Thou art the advocate of the most miserable and guilty criminals who have recourse to thee. Defend me also who recommend myself to thee. Say not that my cause is too difficult to be gained. For all causes, however desperate, when defended by thee, are gained. In thy hands, then, do I place my eternal salvation. To thee do I entrust my soul. It was lost. Thou then, by thy intercession, hast to save it. I wish to be inscribed amongst thy most devoted servants. Reject me not. Thou seekest the miserable to relieve them. Abandon me not, who am a wretched sinner, and who have recourse to thee. Speak for me. Thy son does all that thou askest him. Take me under thy protection. That is all that I ask. Yes, for if thou protectest me, I fear nothing. I do not fear my sins, for thou wilt obtain a remedy for the evil they have done me. I do not fear the devils, for thou art more powerful than all hell. I do not even fear Jesus, my judge himself, for by a single prayer of thine he is appeased. I only fear that by my negligence I may cease to recommend myself to thee and thus be lost. It is true that these graces are too great for me, who have not deserved them, but they are not too great for thee, who art so much loved by God. Hence he grants thee all that thou askest. Thou hast only to speak, and he denies thee nothing. Pray then to Jesus for me. Tell him that thou protectest me, and then he is sure to pity me. My mother, in thee do I trust. In this hope I shall live in peace, and in it I wish to die. Live Jesus our love, and Mary our hope. May all the words that I speak be so many arrows dipped in the blood of thy sacred heart, O Jesus, to pierce the hearts of all who hear them, with love for thee. Amen. Holy face of Jesus of the veil of Veronica. Dear Lord, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer these prayers in reparation for the sins which most offend God in our times, blasphemy, the profanation of Sunday and holy days, and communism. Pater noster, quies in celis, sanctificator nomen tuum, adveniat regnum tuum, fiat voluntas tua, sicut in celo et in terra, Panam nostrum quotidianum de nobis hodie, et dimite nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos dimitibus debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentationem, sed libra nos amalo. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tua mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora per nobis peccatoribus, nunc et honor mortis nostrae. Amen. 
Gloria Patri et Filio et Spiritui Sancto, sicut erat in principio et nunc et semper et in saecula saeculorum. Amen. The Golden Arrow Prayer. May the most holy, most sacred, most adorable, most mysterious and unutterable name of God be praised, blessed, loved, adored, and glorified in heaven, on earth, and in the hells by all God's creatures and by the sacred heart of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Amen. For the defeat of communists, Freemasons, and all revolutionary men. Eternal Father, I offer thee the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ and all the instruments of his holy passion, that thou mayest put division in the camp of thy enemies. For as thy beloved Son hath said, a kingdom divided against itself shall fall. Eternal Father, we offer thee the holy face of Jesus, covered with blood, sweat, dust, and spittle, in reparation for the crimes of communists, blasphemers, and for the profaners of the holy name, and of the holy day of Sunday. Amen. Today is the one-year anniversary, friends, of the consecration by Pope Francis and the bishops of the world. Not quite all of them, it's my understanding that some bishops did not do the consecration. They all should have. Pope Francis asked all of them to, but Pope Francis and the overwhelming majority of the bishops of the world consecrated Russia and the Ukraine to the Blessed Mother's Immaculate Heart one year ago today. To weigh in on that, we check out an article that was published a couple days ago by Mr. Kennedy Hall, the great Canadian Catholic apologist and evangelist. It's available over at 1peter5.com, and it is entitled, The Consecration of Russia One Year Later. Mr. Hall begins by saying, A year ago, Pope Francis consecrated Russia and the Ukraine to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. By the way, this is me speaking here. I say the Ukraine because the phrase the Ukraine meant the borderlands. So that's what I say. In this article, he says Ukraine, and people nowadays say Ukraine, but it's always been known as the Ukraine previously, and, and that's how I will use the, the term. Needless to say, the event triggered mixed emotions amongst Catholics of all stripes and was particularly contentious amongst traditionalists. Leaving aside traditionalists for a moment, it was interesting to see the reaction from the Novus Ordo crowd about the consecration. Novus Ordo confusion is the next section. For many liberals and neocons, the Ukraine became the new COVID, which is to say it became the current thing that inspired everyone's social media avatars and bumper stickers. That alone made the event something of an international sensation. The mainstream Catholic world has convinced itself that Pope John Paul II already performed the consecration of Russia the way that Our Lady requested in Fatima. While I am not as dogmatic about the minutiae as some traditionalists, I will still never understand how it can be argued that John Paul II sufficiently performed the consecration, considering he never said Russia while doing so. Nonetheless, this view was in a unique situation, as it had to somehow juggle its undying support for the Ukraine while also reconciling with the fact that the bishops of the Ukraine asked Pope Francis to finally perform the consecration of Russia the way the Virgin Mary requested. And if I can also interject here, I think without any doubt whatsoever 
Pope John Paul II did not perform the consecration um, as it was intended. A lot of people think this most recent consecration, and, and Mr. Hall will get into that, was not valid. I believe it was. Feel free to disagree. A lot of faithful Catholics don't agree it, it happened as it should have, but I don't think there's any doubt that previous attempts at consecration, any of the consecrations attempted by John Paul II, were what Our Lady of Fatima had asked for. Mr. Hall continues. This request on behalf of the Ukrainian bishops was nothing if not an expression of the belief that John Paul II had not done the consecration properly. It really was something of an existential crisis for those who held this view, as they were left with a major conundrum. If John Paul II already did this, then why are the Ukrainian bishops asking for it again? If John Paul II already did it properly, then why didn't it, quote, work? If John Paul II didn't do it properly, then that would mean those crazy trads have been correct for the last 40 years. I recall reading an article, Mr. Hall hyperlinks it, from a major John Paul II defender who has defended the Polish Pope's consecration a number of times, wherein the author tried his best to prove that it had already been done, but ultimately only heaven knows if it was valid. One commentator said on a broadcast that there was nothing wrong with John Paul II's consecration, but that maybe the effects had worn off and a new one was needed. In some ways, this rhetoric was indicative of the conflicted nature of the Novus Ordo paradigm. On the one hand, Pope John Paul II clearly fulfilled heaven's request and Russia was converted, not to Catholicism, mind you. But on the other hand, Pope Francis was going to do what the Ukrainian bishops asked as if John Paul II hadn't done the job. What was a hyper-papalist to do? Next section is entitled Trad Confusion. As confusing as things were in the Novus Ordo, things were equally as confusing in the traditionalist world. Now, what I am going to say will likely offend some traditionalists, which is nothing new if you are familiar with my work, but I believe it must be said. There is a tendency in the traditionalist world to treat the Fatima consecration of Russia in a superstitious way, as if a consecration is a talisman or a lucky charm. Before you start throwing tomatoes at your screen, please let me explain what I mean. I worked for the Fatima Center and have digested a metric ton of Fatima literature in both my personal and professional life. As a result, I am convinced that John Paul II's consecration was not up to par, but I'm also convinced that many so-called Fatimists take somewhat of a legalist view about what would make a consecration valid. Aside from sacraments, where a consecration takes place, a sacramental consecration, like that of Russia to the Immaculate Heart, does not come with strict rubrics or stipulations of matter and form that render something valid or invalid. In the case of a sacramental consecration, it is ultimately the intention that makes or breaks the act, and quite frankly, the prayers can be said in any number of ways. For example, a mother and father may consecrate their child to the Virgin Mary after the child is baptized, and they may do so by simply making their intentions known and singing the Salve Regina. Or they may read a very specific prayer that has customarily been used for such an occasion. A more specific prayer is arguably preferable, not for reasons of validity, but because greater specificity makes the intention more explicit, 
which in turn makes a more specific act of faith possible. Now, if a family were to consecrate a child at baptism, what evidence would the parents need to believe that the consecration was, quote, valid? Would the child have to be holy from birth, become a priest, never commit a sin? Ultimately, as we have said, the consecration is an act of faith, and only time will tell how things will play out. Also, even if the child was consecrated, it is not the case that the child loses his free will, which means he could reject any graces thrown his way. With the Fatima consecration of Russia, we do have some specifics, but not a whole lot. Ultimately, Our Lady requested the consecration of Russia to the Immaculate Heart of Mary in union with the bishops of the world. She said that it would be done too late, but promised the consecration would bring about the conversion of Russia and that in the end, her Immaculate Heart would triumph. She did not give us rubrics to follow or explain how a given ceremony should take place. Yes, there is a ton of literature taking into account the words of Sister Lucy and even other mystics and visionaries about the consecration of Russia. But as far as what has been directly recorded as the words of Our Lady, we do not have much. For the consecration of Russia to the Immaculate Heart to be valid, it is simply necessary for the Pope of the Catholic Church to consecrate Russia to the Immaculate Heart in union with the bishops. It would seem to me that if the Pope of the Catholic Church invites all the bishops of the world to take part in something, and then does something as the head of the bishops for the world to see, that this would constitute an act of the Pope in union with the bishops. This is what Pope Francis did. That's why I think this consecration last year was valid and seems to be instrumental in overturning Roe versus Wade. Ultimately, a consecration, any consecration, is an act of faith and not a magic trick. What I mean to say is that a consecration is ultimately a prayerful act of entrustment under the patronage of Christ, Mary, etc. Even if the consecration was valid, it would be erroneous to expect immediate results or to even expect results in the way that you have defined what their results would look like. Did Our Lady say Russia would convert immediately? What would the conversion of Russia look like? Perhaps it would mean that the whole country had a major Catholic conversion and virtually everyone became a rosary-praying Catholic. Or maybe it just means that the Russian Orthodox Church comes into communion with Rome. Who knows? How and when the promises attached to the Fatima consecration will manifest themselves is a complete mystery, which is something we should be willing to accept. If we look to the scriptures, we find that the patriarchs were consecrated to God and were promised magnificent things, but they virtually never got to see the results. It is because men like Abraham and Moses acted on faith and did not expect to see results, which they didn't, that we venerate them as the just men of the old covenant. As St. Paul says, all these being approved by the testimony of faith receive not the promise, Hebrews eleven thirty nine. If we keep expecting or demanding a consecration of Russia that is, quote, just right, or perfectly in line with non-binding interpretations of private revelations, then we won't be any different than the Israelites asking Moses to strike the rock over and over. So ends the article. So no matter what you think, friends, of the consecration that took place one year ago today as I'm recording this, we can still do our part. 
if you're not the Pope, if you're not a bishop, you can still do your part. You can still practice the five first Saturdays devotion, which is what Our Lady of Fatima asked for. You can still pray that rosary every single day. You can still be the best possible Catholic man or Catholic woman aided by God's grace that you can be. And if you're away from the church, if you are Catholic but are away, come home. If you're not Catholic, convert. I can guarantee you this. The Lord wants you to be Catholic because the Lord wants every single man, woman, and child on earth to be Catholic. I echo the sentiments of the Catholic apologist, Mr. Patrick Madrid, who said the two greatest gifts God can give anyone is his life and the gift of the Catholic religion. The best decision you will ever make in your life, if you are not Catholic, is to convert. If you are away from the church, is to come back. It's such a tremendous blessing. The Catholic faith is a gift from Almighty God. I would also like to ask you, if you haven't already done so, and if you think the Our Lady of Fatima podcast deserves it, kindly give us a five-star rating and a review over at Apple Podcasts. We'd like to grow this podcast to get as many people listening as possible, to get as many people loving our Lord Jesus Christ, loving the Blessed Mother, loving St. Joseph, being a part of the one holy Catholic and apostolic church. If you could do that, we would greatly appreciate it. I'd also like to mention Helping Autism Through Learning and Outreach, located on the web at halo-soma.org, and also episode 277 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. I'd like to make that our most listened to episode in which I discuss RPM, which is an acronym for Rapid Prompting Method, with my wonderful sister, my equally wonderful niece. I have two nieces and goddaughters. They're twins. They're both magnificent. We discuss RPM, Rapid Prompting Method, a system of communication for non-speakers. It's been a revolutionary breakthrough for non-speakers, and it's helped thousands, and we hope and pray it will help thousands more. So please check out the website, share it with people who might need it, halo-soma.org, and episode 277 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast, because communication is a human right. And let's pray now for help and for healing for our non-speaking friends and family members through my dear co-patron, St. Raphael. Almighty and eternal God, healer of those who trust in you through the intercession of St. Raphael, Archangel, hear my prayer for non-speakers and their families. In your tender mercy, restore them to spiritual and bodily health, that they may give you thanks, praise your name, and proclaim your wondrous love to all. I ask this through Christ your Son, our Lord. Amen. Daily Act of Consecration to St. Joseph by St. Bernardine of Siena. O my beloved St. Joseph, adopt me as thy child. Take charge of my salvation. Watch over me day and night. Preserve me from the occasions of sin. Obtain for me purity of body. Through thy intercession with Jesus, grant me a spirit of sacrifice, humility, self-denial, burning love for Jesus and the blessed sacrament, and a sweet and tender love for Mary, my mother. St. Joseph, be with me living. Be with me dying and obtain for me a favorable judgment from Jesus, my merciful Savior. Amen. St. Joseph is my other co-patron. We love you, St. Raphael. We love you, St. Joseph. We love you, Blessed Mother, as we honor you by offering up these 
three Hail Marys in honor of your immaculate purity. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tua mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora per nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in mortis nostrae, Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tua mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora per nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in mortis nostrae, Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tua mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in mortis nostrae, Amen. And Gloria Patri for a special intention. Gloria Patri et Filio et Spiritui Sancto, sicut erat in principio et nunc et semper et in secula seculorum. Amen. Sweet Heart of Mary, be the salvation of Russia, Spain, Portugal, Europe, the United States of America, Canada, and the whole world. Virgo potens, ora pernobis. Sancti Osef, terra daimonem, ora pernobis. Sancta Raphael Archangeli, ora pernobis. Inomina Patris, et Fili, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Thank you very kindly, my friends, for listening to episode 480 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast in your charity. Please share Our Lady's podcast with everyone you know. Follow us on Twitter. The handle is at Fatima Podcast. And most importantly, offer up prayers and sacrifices for our Catholic bishops. Goodbye and God love you.